Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and a very warm welcome to the Red and Blue Review. My name is Nick Philpott. I'm your host and I will be your host more or less all the way through this season. Welcome back to the Red and Blue Review as we talk about our first home game of the season against the Arsenal. But before we get to that, please don't forget, you can find us and on all of our old and previous podcasts, wherever you download your particular podcast from. You can or simply go to the redandbluereview.co.uk and you can watch us anywhere you like, okay, on our website, you're on the go, wherever you are. I'm shortly about to be joined by the usual, it's, it is like a, a criminal mugshot lineup, really, isn't it? And especially with him starting first, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Joe Holio. How are you, mate? Oh, it's me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. You all right? Yeah, really well, thank you. Really well. Fergus Tid in his act. Yeah, how are yeah. you, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Nick. You have a good evening last night. Enjoy your evening. Apart from the result, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great to be back. It is good to be. It's great to have football back in it. it. But you know my thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, it's still the cricket season. Still the cricket season. And last but certainly not least, Ian Noble. How are you, mate? I am very well, Nick. Good evening to you and good evening, everyone. Uh, the only thing I will say so far, Nige, uh, are we actually broadcasting live because it doesn't look to me as though we are unless we are, we are. We are. Good. We're oh there you are i can see some names coming up finally mark callion the crazy guy he's the he's like the crazy gang isn't it it is some more crazy than the other facebook user good evening boys i presume that's you andrew adams because it normally is because i don't know what that happens ladies and gentlemen in case you're not aware palace will travel to plymouth for the second round of the carabao cup on tuesday the 29th of august kick off at uh, 1945 British summertime. Tickets are now on sale for qualified supporters. Coach travel is also available through the club, okay, at £55. Okay, and apparently, if you book your train tickets through Tree Hugger, they will plant a tree for every booking made on that. On that, I've never even heard of Tree Hugger before, but there you go. Um, boys, before we get into the usual stuff for the evening, I do want to send a little message out to. One of our team, Lucy Usher. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Lucy had a little bit had a loss this week. Okay, she had, uh, she had her cat that was she's her and her partner have had for 19 years. His name was Albie. Rest in peace, Albie. He's gone. He's crossed the Pussycat Rainbow Bridge. So uh, sending you lots of love and our thoughts. To you, to you both, and I hope things are good. And also, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to find us on our Instagram page, Tom Clark Samuels. Already put the uh, this week's uh, preview up for the Brentford game, and you can find us at red underscore and underscore blue underscore review. Uh, go on there, give us a like, follow, share, or whatever it is you do on Instagram. It's well out of my league. I haven't got a clue what it is. But he does work very hard on our behalf. Please, please, please get on there and give it a shot. Right, boys. Um, Ferg and Ian, I'm coming to you both first. Uh, Joe, you'll you're, you're, be plainly obvious why I'm not talking to you about this. But, but I'd like to know, guys, first of all, about the atmosphere in the stadium last night. And I would also like to know the stadium enhancements and what you two, how you two found it when you got there last night. And, and indeed, of course, the pyros. Yeah, of course, two very worthwhile... Um, Tributes last night to Trevor and John, and I thought that, that was immaculately uh, observed by everybody in the stadium. So well done to each and every. Ian, I'm going to come to you first. Okay, the red and blue fascia, the uh, young, uh, what's his face, has been working so hard for. Um, tell me, add a look, your thoughts. Yeah, good. Well, first and foremost, the, the Arthur Waite fascia is fantastic. Really, really good. So it's it's digital uh, changes, obviously um, changes throughout change throughout the game um, with adverts. Um, but when I walked into the stadium, it was the old red and blue um, stripes with the clock in the middle, um, albeit it's a digital clock, obviously, um, and it looked excellent. Really, really good. It was a, a throwback to the past, obviously. Um, and there's a new big screen um, which is. Uh, uh, probably an upgrade. It must be an upgrade on what we had before. And then the the same advertising that is on the top on the fascia of the Arthur goes round the stadium in the in the Wiles Lane end, and then round the pits perimeter, all four sides of the ground. 
So, yeah, I think that upgrade is, is was really, really good and uh, impressive, you know, Premier League standard. So, well done, Crystal Palace Football Club. Um, it's a, it's a thumbs up from me on that one for sure. Good, because, I mean, it looked very impressive, I have to say to you. I mean, the only thing I would be... Uh, Mark Callahan said, said, was the uh, clock working? It was, yeah, it was, it was smart, it? yeah. It was yeah. till the right time. <laughs> I wonder if Jason Cadle's pressure that he's put on social media, on Twitter, and he has put a lot of work into it over yeah. the years, has actually, yeah, go on. As far as I'm concerned, it's completely down to you. He's done two things, Jay. He's, he's the one responsible for the scarves, the yeah. way you look at the scarves. And he is the one that put loads of pressure, not pressure, but just kept going on about the clock. It's he, Jay. I mean, he, did, he did a, someone put a picture up or he was sent a picture. Maybe it's by someone at the club and he just put, my work is done. Yeah. I, I, I think it is just purely Jason going at the club and saying, look, get this done. And and, and if it was solely just Jay, his um, impression, it, or, you know, being more passionate and wanting a bit of old school back at the club, then really good on him. Yeah, I agree, Joe. But I, I think the club took it to another level with what they've done. I mean, you know, we were expecting... Yeah, they're not going to be back they're, they're not gonna get up there with a couple of rollers, are they? And, no, and, but, and then whack an old pitching clock up there with the wrong time on it. Yeah, the fact they extended it around the um, into the Whitehall's lane end as well. Well, it's old school, new I mean, school, it isn't just, it? That's what it is. Yeah, it just looked amazing. And, uh, you know, it, they, they can put anything they like up there. They were putting firework displays and stuff on there. And it, it just looked it just looked fantastic. I want to talk about that firework display in a minute, uh, the Pyros pre-game. Um, please tell me one thing, though, boys. The one thing that I did notice when we first went to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, okay, and we were all, I think, certainly two of you were there that night, okay, and the one thing that made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up where they were putting the words to the songs on their digital screens that go around the stadium. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. And then the Spurs would start, Spurs fans would start singing. Please tell me that didn't happen last night. Um, uh, Nick, <laughs> that didn't happen last night. No. I, 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 I'll tell you, the other team that does it is that other small team on the South Coast. Uh, they do it, don't they? They put the words up on the screen. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Found my FC. But but you asked about the atmosphere, Nick. Yeah. Um, Ferg, I'm sure you'll agree with me. You know, I was in the main stand. You're in the homestead. Um, the, the, you couldn't see the lower homestead from where you were, Ferg. But I tell you, we what, couldn't see the pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just smoke. Yeah, yes. Jeff. They they were brilliant last night. They yeah. were really good. They were on awesome. it from the moment one yeah. with well the pyros and the flags and the noise was definitely really yep. top top atmosphere. And the other thing I noticed that was new last night, for the, and it's, it's, I'm just coming to you next, Joe, was that we were doing pyros, not the HF. The Crystal Palace Football Club were doing pyros pre-show. How did that look? Yeah, again, brilliant. That was down the White House Lane side, but yeah, fantastic. Yeah, the first time we've seen it, so as I think, um, of course, other clubs do it. Notably, I think Wolves have done it for a few years. Um, yeah. But they've done it. They do it slightly further away from the stand because they've got more space. Whereas ours was quite close to the stand. Obviously, they checked it for health and safety, yeah. didn't they? But, uh, the commentator on the feed that I was watching said that Eze must have asthma because as soon as they, the, the, our pyros went off and, of course, all the smoke was going up and everything else, he ran across to the other side of the pitch. He said, I reckon Eze's got asthma. Joe, you wanted to make a point? Yeah, I, I, you were saying about the atmosphere and everything. I mean, obviously, I, I had to watch it on TV. and But, but I can assure you, it... it it didn't sound like you're describing it. Um, maybe, for, yeah, maybe for the first minute. Well, you know what Sky do. They don't want. They're not interested in until unless Palace have scored. They're not. They're not interested in turning the microphones. I could just hear Arsenal fans. That's all you could hear. It was. It was really. It's always poor, isn't it? The sycophants at Sky and the commentary and stuff. But and we'll get on to that. But but yeah. So so for me, as as a as a as a viewer. I can assure you, it, it it has not come. It did not come across like you guys are are explaining, which is which is really sad. Yeah, it's interesting I'm, I'm, because a couple of people in the chat, uh, and notably the two ladies, Joan and Dawn, have both made the same point. That I, I don't know if you're joking here, but as I used his inhaler before kickoff, maybe he has got asthma. I was I was actually only joking when I said it, uh, but that, that's very interesting. I, I didn't realise that. 
so good evening to everybody else. And somebody's asked you a question, Ian. Ian, it's directly straight to you. Ian, this is from James Convey. Are you a fan of the smoke and the pyrotechnics? Um, in the in the right context, yes. Um, but I wouldn't want it the whole game. I mean, I do feel for people that were in the midst of it, and and you know, maybe they couldn't see the game. Maybe it affected their health. I don't know. So I think on balance, I would probably have to come down and say, you know, do without it. But it does look impressive when it when it happens. So you know, I think Paul said in there, Paul Bristow said, the smoke was horrible for those in the middle of it. So um, not great. And, you know, I've been in the away end a few times when it's been let off right around us. Um, so I, I do know what that's like. But um, I think, you know, the, the, see, the, the guys that do it, they don't think about other people at all, do they? You know, they just want to no pyro, no pass, sort of thing, you know. Um, so I'll, tell, I'll tell you what I am looking forward to. Sorry, Nick. Um, is, right. is Palace winning at Sellers Park and just seeing, you know, how all the screens and all that interact because it was certainly fantastic before the game with us scoring and goal, goal, going all around the ground, all the yeah, rest of it. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, maybe winning, you know, and having a little bit more of their own pyrotechnics, you know, away from the fans so it doesn't affect them. Yeah, good point, Ferg. Because be you know, I, I said to, I said to, um, Paul, who I was sitting next to last night, I said, if we score here, the roof's going to come off this place, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's a real shame it doesn't come over on the TV because it was really loud at one point in the first half. And But, crikey, if we score, it's going to go, the place is going to go berserk. Mm. We'll mm. see, you know. Well, sadly, that didn't, no, that didn't come to pass. I think what we'll do, if you don't mind, boys, is we're going to kick off with the lineup uh, because there's a couple of bits and pieces I wanted to talk to you. Thank you, Nigel. Um, and I don't think there was absolutely anything to discuss on the lineup because that is probably at the moment, as things stand, with the in injuries as they are, our strongest 11 with Johnson in goal, Ward, Anderson, Kihi, Mitchell, Decore, Jefferson, Lerma, Eze, Schlop, um, Edward, and Ayu. One notable absentee from there, gentlemen, and we was we touched on this pre-show, uh, is one Jean-Philippe Mateta. So, Gerald, did you actually hear anything pre-game as to why he wasn't in the in the uh, starting lineup? Yeah, bad bad knee apparently. Bad knee, but he bent it, pick, trying to pick his wallet up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we will. No, we're, we're not stupid. It, it didn't, you know. It, I don't. I think Roy said something as well last game. Sheffield United about about Mateta, but yeah, it's. I think he's. I think he's probably cooked as well as you know, like Guaita. I think he's probably played his last game, which is a shame, really, because <clears throat> if he is does it? go, just be, you know, typical that we can't say goodbye to him because you know, as as, as much as. You know, the, the money will come in handy and, and and players, you know, sort of average players move on. He has given us a couple of really special, you know, two or three really special moments. Obviously, the you know, the back heel against Brighton and and a, and a fantastic finish against Leicester. Um, although they won't think of that because that probably was the game that sent them down. Um, but, yeah, I, it's a little bit, I'm a little bit sad, you know, that we that we don't, as you know, club, we don't get a say goodbye to players. Um, young Azza says JP is likely to leave. I know he he yeah. is in the know. Um, you know he's not been our worst striker. You know we've had a lot worse, but you know I think if he does go for eleven, twelve million, I think we'll have done quite well there. But we've got to get someone in to replace him. I'm sure Nick will come on and talk more about transfer targets later. We may well do that. In fact, I, I actually I wanted to. Because Joel's mentioned Gway, we're going to do that one in first you know, before we do the uh, before we do the match. Ferg, you wanted to make a point. Well, no, I was just going to say I, I know they didn't probably play him last night to protect him if he has got a, a transfer coming up. But we missed him the last ten fifteen minutes last night. Mm. And we needed somebody like a Mateta, and I think we might have grabbed that equaliser. A very good point and well made, mate. I, actually, I hadn't thought of that. No, that's a very good point. I mean, you know, somebody as a target, because we were getting balls in the box. A, a target man, he might have been the man. He might have been the one. Uh, very quickly, before I forget. So David it's his fault. I hate oh, what? him. What? <laughs> I said, so it's his fault. I hate him. <laughs> David Hart, your ticket for Brentford. He's the new Tomorrow, okay, Dave, your ticket will be here tomorrow and we'll sort out the rest of the details after that. Um, right, Ian, 
Uh, I wanted to, Joe mentioned uh, Guaita a minute ago, and I, and I think it's worth touching on that because some people might not have seen what's going on today in reference to a potential replacement incoming. Henderson uh, from Man United is still a Man United player, and I don't normally go into the speculation, but even on Sky today, they're reporting that Palace are well in and, and not advanced talks, but serious talks are taking place. The reason it can't happen at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, because you may not be aware of this, they are looking, they are themselves are looking as for a replacement for Dean Henderson. Uh, they are looking at two or three players from abroad, okay, one of which in particular is the one that they want. Okay, the problem with this, this guy, I don't know where he's from, some foreign, Fenerbahce, I think, is I it? think it was Fenerbahce. So anyway, whoever it is, he actually is already injured. Okay, the Man United have sent out their medical team to do a pre-medical medical on this on this player uh, to make sure that this back spasm he's having isn't something more serious. Once that develops and Man United sign him, then and only then are they prepared to let their number two goalkeeper go. And I have to say to you, I think Dean Henderson alongside um, help me. Sam Johnston. Sam, okay, will be really good. Jill, uh, but the only thing I'm a bit concerned about is £100,000 a week, which is what uh, Anderson's earning. Jill. What? Yep. hundred grand a week? And he's I'm... like United's number three? No, he's number two. Well, hardly. So so this, this would be my thing, right? In the chat, and you guys, if, he can, if we do sign him... Is he going to take the place of Sam Johnston? But because and let me say, I'll be pissed. I like him. I think he's doing all right. His distribution last night was fantastic, and it, as it was at Sheffield United, getting the ball out quickly. He doesn't hold it up too much. I, I I'll be really disappointed if we get because for me, he's an unknown. He, he is an unknown. I mean, who watched nine? Who, did he play for Forest last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who watched Forest? I mean, they just escaped going down, didn't they? Yeah, I, I they were decent at home, weren't they, last season, which kept them up. But um, yeah, he's um, if he's, he's on hundred thousand, serious if, injury, isn't he? Yeah, he's but if he is on hundred k a week, if he's sorry, Ferg, if if he is on hundred k a week, then he's not going to want to come to Palace to be second choice, is he? But I'm I'm with you, Gel. I don't mm -hmm. think Sam Johnson has done anything wrong, aside from give away a penalty, maybe. Um, to to lose his place, Ferg. I don't know whether you were going to make a similar point. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say I think he probably wouldn't push Johnson for for first spot initially because I think he's still recovering from a, a serious thigh injury. But but I, yeah, I agree. If we're going to go out and get a keeper, not a hundred thousand pound a week. And um, well, one thing yeah, sure, I mean, we got Joe Joe Whitworth saved the penalty against Man United under twenty ones last week. He looked really good. You know, we've we've got. We've got two or three. Where's, where's, the, where's the talk gone for for uh, for our old goalkeeper? Can't you win at Southampton? McCarthy. Where's where's that talk gone? Is that just is that just died of death straight away? Is it we interested yeah. for three days and that was it? Yeah, about the some yeah. some total of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone's asked in the chat, why did we let Butland go to uh, Rangers? Well, we let Butland go because we had Guita at the time, and yeah. um, no one knew that Vincente Guita was going to throw his toys out of his pram. We we talked about this on last week's show. And if he hadn't done, if he trained and, and competed, then we wouldn't be having this conversation about a goalkeeper. I don't think a goalkeeper is our most serious position at the moment. You know, we've, no. got, other, we've got other more, more important uh, things to sort out than that in this window. So if we get Dean Henderson, fine. But, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep if we don't. I think this week, this week will be a particularly good week for... Palace in the transfer business. I think they're going to be very... And I honestly believe that they're going to be busy this week. Now, uh, before we move on, and I do want to move on, Ian, I want you to do the game. Um, the one thing, a uh, point of note, I am delighted of from last night was to see Jezrak Saki get some minutes on the pitch. Now, in my mind, that is Hodson playing the mind games with, with his chairman. I don't think Hodson actually thinks Jezrak Saki is ready we may well differ. We may all think he's, he's ready to go. But I actually think he put him on last night to make a point to the board saying, we need some action. We're short on bodies. The bench was particularly light last night. Uh, and 
that's just my personal opinion. Anybody want to add anything to that? Disagree? Yeah, completely, because if he if he didn't think he didn't think he was worthy, he wouldn't have bought him on. Like like the reason in our first game with, with Tomkins only got on the pitch because because of an injury, and the kids were on the bench then, so he decides to bring him on against Arsenal. I don't think that's a protest. I think that is basically giving him six, seven, ten minutes of of, of experience, and I think he done all right. Oh, he did. I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't think he did. Go for it. I, I was going to say, I actually think it was a change of tactic with Roy, and he actually went for it. He actually thought, well, I'm going to take a risk here, and if we lose 2 0, we lose 2 0. And Dawn just said exactly the same thing. She yeah, just said, I'm and Raksaki. I mean, that was the right thing to do. Well, you have to, you have, sorry, Ian, yeah, you have to bring players on. You have to bring attacking minding players on when they bring four centre backs and three defensive midfielders. Arsenal. Park the bus on 59 minutes. Never seen that before. You know what I mean? Park the bus. Can you believe yeah, that? They've got a, ten players like in their a own 500 half. million pound first team squad. 700 million. Whatever. I don't know how much they pay the players in. Stupid money. But they And they park the bus against us. Get out of town. I know, I know <laughs> we're going to cover the game. I know we're going to cover the game. But when you think that they've got Rice... For 105 million and party for 45 million in midfield, we've got Lerma cost us nothing and Decore 21 million. And I think they were doing a job on us. Rice was marking Eze or he was marking Lerma or Decore. They had a job to do. They were worried about us. We've, you know, I'd, I'd go as far to say as we have just as good midfield as Arsenal do. It's just fine margins it's it's somebody uh, actually said the other day and again i love your point for somebody actually said i reckon we have probably got the the strongest midfield outside the top six that was me i said that to you the other day was it you yeah it might, it, yeah it might well have been you actually but i, I thought i heard it on the radio as well so, it's somebody and i think it, it's anyway we've been chatting now for 22 minutes let's go to the game yeah listen well, i'm delighted thank you for your insight into what the stadium looked like last night and the atmosphere, boys. I think it is absolutely fantastic. Great to see the club moving forward, but are we moving forward on the pitch, Ian? Yeah, I think we are. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to spend too long on this, but, you know, Arsenal started brighter than us. You know, we, we, there were a couple of early exchanges, but, you know, for me, in the opening stages, they, they started really, really well, Arsenal, and we couldn't get near the ball for a little while. Um you know, we we did break a couple of times. You know, I down the right um, half chance uh, that was blocked. Um, Edouard got in the sort of inside left position. Um, he fluffed his lines, and as a shot was then saved as a result. Uh, the Cure shot well wide did make me laugh on the commentary. I don't know what they said on Sky Gel, but on the Palace player commentary extended highlights that I watched, they said, "Oh, the Cure's gone close." Flipping egg, he was miles wide, absolutely <laughs> miles wide of the goal. But at least he had a shot. And what I like about the Decure Lerma sort of joint pivot in the in the defensive midfield is it gives license for one of them to go forward and one of them to cover, and and they can mix it up like that. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that Lerma and Decure having shots on goal, which is what you want to see from your midfield players. Um, you know, Nikita, I think the scariest moment for me in the first half was when Nikita turned Anderson um, and he was through on goal, but Anderson... Nikita, didn't not Nikita. Nikita's Elton John's song. Nikita, Nikita <laughs> you say his name? Oh, Nikita, you will never... You know like, what I mean, you know what I mean. They're, they're number, look, they're number 14, right? They're number 14. I don't know what he's called, do I? Um, <laughs> we've been chasing all summer. Yeah, that's the one. Anyway, he hit the, he hit the post, all right? So he hit the post. Um, and, you know, it was close. So a bit lucky to be nil-nil at that stage, to be honest with you. Ayu um, then had a break, didn't he? Got away. But Saliba, great challenge, you know, absolute quality defending. But, you know, a better striker just, just gets in front of him and gets his shot away. Jordan Ayu didn't do that um, yesterday. Um, they cut us open a couple more times in the first half. Arsenal, um, Saka had a chance, cut in again from the left. You know, you know when... He's, 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 uh, he cuts inside, doesn't he, with his left foot? And he scored like that last week. I thought Tyreek Mitchell done okay on him. You know, he's not an easy player to mark. He's one of the best wingers in the Premier League. Um, and, you know, in the second half, we go in nil-nil at half-time. And, um, you, you know, I, I think nil-nil, uh, I, I was happy with nil-nil at half-time. Ferg, in the ground, we, would you say the same? Comfortable with yes. that? Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, like you said, they bossed it for the first 20 minutes. Um, and, yeah, and then we started to come into the game. But, yeah, I mean, nil-nil at half-time, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Definitely. 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 What did they say on Sky at half-time, Joe? I don't care what they said on Sky at half-time. It was, it was that idiot that used to play for them, um, Alan Smith. So I, I, I had to turn it down. Otherwise, I was going to punch hold of my TV and throw it in the garden. Um, but, but you're saying he, he, you thought he did all right. I, I can assure you that when he got into the changing rooms, he'd have had difficulty sitting down because Saka was in his pocket. He, he, he had uh, he had Saka, Saka and Odegaard trying to double up on him. And he was amazing. I mean, they're just so good. They, Saka's supposed to be the best, one of the best wingers in the world at the moment. Um, so I keep hearing. And Odegaard is an unbelievable player. And for, for, for them to have such limited opportunities and such limited joy down that side where they're always cutting in and getting shots off, to only have one shot uh, or two shots between the two of them, one was poor, the other one was a TV save uh, from Odegaard. Um, you know, the only two other real chances were in Ketia when he got through, just one a, a, a cute ball from Rice and an equally good ball from, from Saka. But I thought, I'm not joking, I thought that was probably his best 45 minutes for Palace. He was absolutely fantastic. And, and again, because it's a Palace player, it was completely overlooked. But that's why they went in at nil-nil, because he played so well. Sure. And Wardy on the other side as well. You've got to give him credit. I thought Again, left on his right. own. Jordan wasn't doing loads of, loads of work down that side when they were attacking. Getting overrun, and again, Waldy as well. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm, uh, I can't remember his name begins with M now, uh, and he's always Martinelli. he always plays well against us. Who is it? Martinelli. Martinelli always plays very very good player. Um, but again, you know they they wide players didn't have loads of joy against us last night. No, you're right there. You're right there for for certain. Of course, they're, they're going to the second half now. You know. Um, Tyrek Mitchell, he got forward as well a few times. Um, got crosses into the box. Um, you know, right at the end, he blades one over the bar, which uh, if it hit the target, he might have just got that equaliser right at the death. But, you know, I thought he had a really good game overall, Jill. So, you know, totally agree with you on the first 45. So, and then we come to this moment in the 53rd minute when they get their free kick. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we did switch off very, very slightly. You know, it was quick thinking. Martinelli again along the floor and the thing that Roy was upset about was this block wasn't it and uh, it was party on Gahey um, Gahey Gay was, oh, was it Lerma I thought it was Gahey well, it doesn't matter which one it was then but you know it, it, they could see uh, sorry, the it was Schlup. sorry it was Schlup well that's three people it's probably all three of them but but someone saw the run and they were blocked and they were looking at that Sky they were sorry the VAR not Sky VAR were looking at this because and, and when they when they put the decision up, it was a weird choice of wording. It, it says something like, um, you know, no attacking foul. It's on There's screen now. Yeah, possible Therefore attacking penalty. foul. Is that right? No attacking foul? Is that what they yeah. put up? Checking penalty, possible attacking foul. Oh, yeah, I can see it there now, yeah. But, you know, it, crazy. You know, there's uh, some confusion around us. What, what have they actually given now? You know, because we didn't know. And then obviously he steps up, you know, put the penalty away really smartly. Uh, I was a bit miffed because I was saccharine my fantasy team, could have done with the points, but never mind. Um, and then the, the next big talking point was the sending off. Now, Tommy Askew, the the, um, the the left back, he had taken a long time to take the throw in. Referee wasn't having it. Cracking down on time wasting. Fair enough. Arsenal were very upset about that, by the way. They, you know, all over the social media. They're always upset. Yeah, I know. Can, can I are. just say, Ian, 23 seconds they had to take yep, that throw. Absolutely. 23 seconds. Arteta, they put that to Arteta in the, in the post-match interview, and he denied it. But he, but you can't argue with that. You look back at it, it was. He was holding the ball. He was messing about. So he got his booking. Now, if he's on the yellow card, I know it would seem soft when he when Ayu got away. But he's got his hand on his shoulder, and he stopped Ayu's progress. Um, therefore, it's a yellow card in my book, and I thought the referee did the right thing for once. I really did. If did. that was against your team, if, if that was against, the other way around, you'd be you'd be spitting feathers. Yeah, I would be, but but it's, he, it was the right decision. He didn't even, it wasn't even as much as that. Okay, he had his hand somewhere on his back. It was he wasn't pushing him. He wasn't dragging him back. I'm sorry. 
But if that was if that was one of our players getting that second yellow card, you'd be going mental. That was never a, a second yellow card. Gel. Oh, was. No, no, it was. It, it, it absolutely was. Even, listen, I, the, I need to just go back to the penalty. I'm really sorry. I go back every yeah, 20 right. minutes or whatever. But so, so this is this is the thing. So the ball gets massively over it. Johnston does touch him. It, it's as simple as that. He's playing for it, but he does it. He does it him, and it is a penalty, right? It's a soft penalty, but it is a penalty because he's never getting that ball right to score. But so it's a foul. But yeah. it's also so this is the thing. So there's a foul on one of our players, and there's a foul on one of their players. The foul on our player doesn't get given. It's a foul. You can see that everyone knows it's a foul. But that doesn't get given. Their foul does a foul that would never have led to a goal. This is where this is where the, the where if you're gonna start messing about with rules and stuff like that, right? You could almost take a petulant view of the American game where they would slow it down for anything, right? And give an indirect free kick for that because it's never going to be a goal. But you've got to penalise somehow. But to penalise with the ultimate penalty, penalisation, or whatever, it just makes no sense. But the thing is, they get a penalty, we don't get a free kick, yet our foul was before that. So I just I just don't get it. The sycophancy, this and by the way, that referee, if we're not if we haven't covered him already, was absolutely crap. And, and I'm not even gonna put a legend in there, he can sue me and I'll just I'll get that they can play his decisions out. He gave us almost almost nothing and gave them everything. Another thing as well, have you have you have you noticed that we don't really go after the referees and we don't go, go up as in unison four or five players go with one of their players? I'll tell you what, Jill. I'll tell you what. Touched. It's going to get if you do that this season, you're going to get penalised for it. Well, you they really didn't. Are. They you didn't really last are. night. Arsenal didn't. Yeah, Arsenal well, did not get penalised. The inconsistency, then, isn't it? Well, no, what I about that? What about party? I don't disagree with you. You know, I thought we had a really bad game, the ref, and, and everyone, both both sides are saying that. Um, but the, the thing about the penalty that was given, and I know you're talking about the foul before that on our player, but the penalty that wasn't given, the difference being is that referee makes a decision on the pitch and VAR doesn't overturn it because it's not a clear and obvious error. If if the referee doesn't give that, that foul on uh, on um, the Arsenal player that Sam Johnson brings him down, it's probably not a penalty. VAR aren't going to overturn that in the same way as if he's given the SA one, VAR doesn't overturn that either. And that's the difference. So you've got to blame the referee on the pitch for being inconsistent with those decisions in a penalty area. So, so if we're going... If, sorry, sorry. It's a... Sorry. Uh, 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 so, so if we're going to, he's, he's been inconsistently rubbish, right? But also so biased that he's given them almost everything, given us nothing. So, and there was challenges there that, that we didn't win our players, never touched their players, yet they went down screaming. But that uh, habits is a fraud. I'm seriously, he is a cheating fraud. Why, why can't, why can't, um, if if they're going down screaming, why can't they just get get taken off the pitch? Because well, you obviously you're hurt because you want a card or you're just acting. So if we we penalise you thirty seconds, not just yeah. add it on. Don't add it on. Take the player out of the game. Sorry, Honestly, oh, oh, you can't have it both ways. You've just been moaning about the change of rules and the inconsistency of the new rule changes. Now you're advocating them changing the rules. No, 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 no. Listen, if they want to cheat and it's blatant, because you can see it, they'll show a replay for it. They'll show a replay for 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 someone that's followed through and accidentally hit someone. But they, and then they won't really show because they'll show the, the replay. We'll be looking at the producer and they'll go, "Well, oh, don't show that one. That looks the Arsenal player in a really bad light." But if they do show it, the, the once they showed it last night, our player never touched their player. And yeah, and that Havertz went down like he'd been shot. Was it I who got the foot? He got a yellow card. He never, yeah, he literally never touched him. Yeah, it was scandalous. And, and that's when VAR should go, look, because they, they bottled it, VAR. If it's a yellow, we can't do nothing about it. But just go, look, he never touched him. He was in the yellow. Can I just make a couple of points? Just on, so. If that had been down the other end, I think, um, what was I going to say? I, I think the penalty 
our penalty would have been given if it had been down the other end at Arsenal's end. Now, what I was going to say about the referee, the referee made a decision on the penalty and it turned out that it was a penalty, but you're right, there was a foul before that. But he made the decision to give the penalty. Now, VAR are going to look at that and they're not going to... They'll only overturn it, like Ian said, if it's clear and obvious, right? But another reason they won't overturn it is because the ref will be made to have looked... He'd made a mistake, right? So they're not going to put him in the limelight and go, oh, you're a bad referee because you got it completely wrong. Down the other end with us, he didn't give it. It was a penalty, I think. I think there was enough contact there to warrant a penalty. Yes, yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, he didn't give it. It goes to VAR. Now, VAR aren't going to overturn it that because it's going to make the referee look stupid if he's got it wrong. <laughs> So and, same and reason, that's why, that's, it? Yeah, same but reason. that's why he didn't give it for us and he did give it for Arsenal. Okay. Like that, so the, uh, this, there might be a cynical view, but that's how I see it working. Okay. okay. So, so, sorry. Sorry. Let me just, so we can learn. We always turn around and say that we can learn from other sports, as in rugby. So cricket, you, you get a chance, go, go upstairs. And then the umpire, so the umpire gives not out and the bowler goes, that was definitely it. No, I'm not even there. Go like that, upstairs. And then, and then they go through a process, right? Yeah, the ball pitched in line. The ball it, it, it is paid. No touch on it. Out. And the and the umpire has to give it all that. Oh, I'm a mug. You are out. That's this. This don't make him look stupid. Everything's in real time. Everything is quick. Well, it did get reviewed. That you, you missed the point. It, the 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 foul on Gehi in the box or Schlapp or whoever it was in the box did get looked at. Did get looked at, and yeah. they still came up with the fact that it wasn't fouled. And, and, but, but what I'm saying is, what about? I mean, the SA one. They can't just keep getting everything wrong in favour of one side. They can't just keep doing that because it then just looks up late and cheating. Well, he did try and even it up by the it sending is, isn't off. It? But you know, Man, Ferg, 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 you're right. You're spot on in what you're saying. I, and I hadn't thought of this before. You know, the fact that re referees, if they make too many wrong decisions get demoted, don't they? They're, they're not yes, allowed they to do. referee yeah. in the Premier League for that next weekend and they get demoted ultimately. Now, if it carried on like this, we wouldn't have any referees, <laughs> you know, yeah. because they all make the bad decisions. So, Vara, nine times out of ten, they're going to back the referee's decision on the pitch. Yeah, and George in the comments has put that, but Ferg, they can overturn it because they can see it from all angles. The ref may have missed it. And I get that. But I think on those two occasions, he, he gave the penalty to Arsenal, hoping that that was the right decision and Barr wouldn't overturn it and make him look a fool. But down the other end, where he should have given it the penalty to us, he didn't. And VAR didn't overturn it because they didn't want him to make a, for him to look incompetent. Yeah, do, you want to, do you want to finish off on the game? Yeah, we're, we're sort of done almost. But, you know... the. See, the thing is, when you're in the ground, you've got no idea, have you? You know, I mean, we didn't know whether it was a penalty or not, but you go with what you're hearing and you go, you look back later on and my phone was pinging away and people were saying it was a pen, it wasn't a pen and all the rest of it. Um, but it's disappointing that Eze's one was not given when Nikita, whatever his name is, his <laughs> one was given. I still can't say it, can I? Oh, Nikita, you Nikita. never know. Um, things towards the end of the game, guys. Um, uh, Mitchell, he crossed the ball in for Edward. He had a header. He needs to hit the target. It went, he, he skimmed off the top of his head. But, you know, a better striker gets his head on that. And uh, he should have done much, much better. The header was well wide. Um, and I've already touched on this one. Uh, right at the end, the ball was pinging about. We actually got the ball in the box eventually. Part of the reason was... Um, Raksaki came on. Uh, we touched on this at the beginning. He came on the 83rd minute for Joel Ward. So, a bold move by by Roy Hodgson in as much as, you know, we take off a defender, bring on an attacker. We're 1-0 down. We're chasing the game. It's the right thing to do, in my opinion. Before that, Amada had uh, come on for Schlopp on 74 minutes. But, you know, we were spending far too long, I thought, to the build-up, you know, how many times did Anderson and Gay pass it across the back to each other when Arsenal would park in that proverbial bus, you know, several, several times. Um, and we needed to get, the, we needed to move the ball quicker 
into the box there to give ourselves a fighting chance of, of getting an equaliser. And it was that last moment when the ball's pinging about. It was like a bit of a pinball and Mitchell ends up blasting over and it was a good chance. It was gone. It was missed. And we end up losing the game 1-0, Fergus. Yeah, no, all I was going to say when I, um, was I just, I thought, if I got one criticism on the substitutions, I think Raksaki should have come on with a, a Hamada. He should have come on earlier on. Yeah, bringing really. him on bringing him on with sort of six, seven minutes to go, it's not really long enough. I know we had seven minutes of injury time, but if he'd have come on in the 74th minute, I think Hamada come on, then he would have had, you know, he'd, he'd have been able to get into the game then. Because um, I always feel like people like Raksaki come on with 10 minutes to go and the whole crowd are expecting him to work miracles. There's yes. a lot of pressure on the guy. Yeah. It's, it's probably not fair. Yeah. He, he was interviewed. I watched his interview. You know, he's a young boy. You know, and um, he he said uh, there was it, there was a there was a real intensity to the game. And of course, it takes time, doesn't it, to get up to speed, even though you try and prepare yourself mentally for that moment. Before um, we do before we do the stats, boys, which Nigel is going to put up for me in a minute, Joe, I'll ask you make your point because the three of you, I've got a left off left field question coming for, up for you. Brace yourself, gentlemen. Uh, Joe, make your point, mate. So from the 50, I've, ne I've never seen this happen before um, with, with Arsenal. I can't say I've seen every game they play, but I've watched a fair few games of theirs. But from the 59th minute, they parked the bus. And at the end, they had uh, four defensive midfielders and either four or three, no, four, it was at least four centre-backs. Even Alan Smith said that. At four centre backs and defensive midfielders, they literally parked the bus from the from the from the sixtieth minute. I mean, I've I've never seen that. I mean, they literally they they just they just sat back and, and I, I don't I don't think it was a case of um, sit back and soak up and try and hit us on the break because that that really sort of never works. But I can't help but think that had we had we had just one or two more of our attacking players. Well, that's um, it. We're still a couple of players light, aren't we? I, mean, it, that. It, it, I know, but I mean, I, they were there. They were there for the taking, and um, it's a shame that header that okay. you're talking about, Ian, was actually behind a little bit behind him. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, still needs right, to do some, some stats, please. And boys, random question coming up. So there you go. Uh, match stats for you: Arsenal, fifty-four percent possession, shots equal, fourteen each. Shots on target is saying two there, but uh, on my figures, it's only that we got one on target. I go a bit on there, it says two. Uh, Arsenal three corners, eight one, so they dominated the corners and fouls. Looks uh, so we uh, we gave them a bit of a kick in, really. Right, gentlemen, before I do loan watch, which I'm going to do in a minute, um, I have a question for you. He was in the stadium last night randomly, he's unattached. Still, he's got no club. Maybe he's training with the club. We don't know. Andros Townsend on a short-term contract, yes or no? Not for me. And the reason? I just don't think he's good enough anymore. You know, he's been gone a long time, hasn't he? Uh, you know, I, I might be wide of the mark there, but um, I, th I don't think he fits the model we've got at the minute. You know, younger players coming through, reducing the av average age of the, of the, of the squad. Um, you know, I wouldn't go back there myself. Thank you. Now, Ferg? Um, probably a no for me as well. I think he's TV presenting now, isn't he? <laughs> has, he has he gone into retirement? Yeah, I mean, he's TV presenting because he's unattached with the club. That's a yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd, no, probably not. I mean, when you say short term contract, what's that T till January? And yeah. Pay, uh, pay, 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 an Elise replacement in, you know, or back up to IU or something like that. That's all I'm thinking about. No, I'd rather keep Raksaki, to be honest with you. Someone said in the chat earlier, let's hope he doesn't go out on loan. And I think yeah. with Michael Elise still being injured. By the way, um, was it last week or the week before that it was announced that he was not going to Chelsea? I can't remember now. <laughs> was it, was it only last week. week or the week before? Yeah, last week. Last Jill? week. So, for, for me, it's, for me, it's Raksaki. He's, he needs to go. I mean, if we're going because he was in the ground, Alan Pardew's younger than than uh, you know than our current manager, than Hodgson, and he was sitting the other side of um, 
of Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate's an ex-player, and I'd rather have him sitting at the back than... Yeah, no, nah, not for me, mate, I'm afraid. Uh, thank you know, thank we you can't keep going backwards. Look at, the, um, look at the comments in the chat, and, uh, you know, it's pretty unanimous. They all agree with you, but I'm still glad I asked the question. Lone watch, OK. Killian Phillips played 90 minutes for Wickham in their goalless draw at home to Burton. Owen Goodman played full 90 minutes for Colchester, but let in three goals as they lost three to home to uh, Milton Keynes. Dons, Kofi Barmer, again, was not part of the Port Vale squad. Luke Plange only played 26 minutes for Carlisle, who lost 2-0 to uh, home to Exeter City. And Scott Banks played the last 26, 26 minutes for St. Pauli in a 0-0 draw with 18 that I can't pronounce and don't intend to. Um, yeah. Go. Can I just can I just make a general comment about those some of those stats you've just read out? We've got we've got you know we we talk we talk up the like of Killian Phillips and you know, Scott Banks and um, who's the other one at Carlisle? We we we, we talk them up. You know, so great, great young players, but they can't even get ninety minutes with these lower league clubs. Luke Plange. Luke Plange. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, if if these lads were really good enough. They would be surely playing 90 minutes every week, ripping it up. But they're not. Raksaki was the exception last year for League One Charlton. He was their player of the year. And now look at him, knocking on the door. Let's close the academy then and use the money on another player. No, let's not do that. But it's not a joke. I'm I'm being facetious here. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Okay. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't got Palace TV Plus, God, it's good value for money at 50 quid. (laughs) Um, oh, you can pay points. It's paid promotion. Hold on, I'll clarify by saying I watched the under 21s game the other day in Premier League Two Division One, where Palace were at home to Man United and we beat Man United three two. It was really good uh, and it's well worth it. You know, worth the money on its own. Um, on Sunday the twentieth, the under 21s uh, lost to Reading two 0 at the Bearwood Park training ground. The 18s. Uh, were winning 1-0 at Cobham Training Ground. I watched this live as well, uh, but they ran out 2-1 losses against Chelsea. Uh, The under-21s Premier League 2 this week is against Crystal Palace versus Fulham under-21s on Monday the 28th of August at 1 o'clock at Sellers Park. So get yourselves down to Sellers. It's very rare that the kids are actually available on Sellers Park and for us to watch. So I might even consider that one myself. The under-18s, uh, play on Saturday the 26th, uh, 11 o'clock at the training ground. That's against Reading. And the ladies are back. Yeah, I know you're out there, Michael. Michael, good evening, mate. I know you're there. And I know you'll be flying those flags loud and proud of Palace at the uh, Sutton what is it, Gander Green Lane. But they don't call it that now, do they? Uh, they are back. Crystal Palace women versus Reading women on Sunday the 27th of August at 2 o'clock at the VBS Community Stadium, which to you and I, I believe, is still the Gander Green Lane in Sutton. So uh, we will be uh, across all the women's fixtures this year and following the girls. And Michael will be uh, liaising with us every week, no doubt, and telling me on Twitter exactly how they got on. So good luck to the girls. Good luck to the girls. Right, boys, it's it's already 10 to 9. Uh, uh, I want to talk about more transfers. Brentford away this week. Uh, then we've got Plymouth in the Cup, as you know. Uh, home to Wolves on Sunday, the whatever that says. That's my that's my anniversary, guys. Oh, my God. 29 years I've been married. 39 years together on that day. Uh, I bet that, what do I do? Uh, bear in mind, I missed yesterday's game. Away at Villa, as you can see, that'll be a good game. She'll um, want you to go to football. Yeah, she'll probably will want you to go to football. <laughs> um, Palace at home to Fulham. And then we've got a big game away at Man United on the 30th of September, 3 o'clock. As you, you know you're right, Joe, because you know it better than I do. Um, right, so, boys, we've, we've already done quite a lot on transfers. You're saying that you don't... Go, go on, Ferg. I was going to say, in Acho, Leicester. Yes, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like All that. All night. All night. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you, sponsored by Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot get this comedy anywhere else, only on the Red and Blue. You won't get this on Five Year Plan. They're too stayed, they're too conservative. You won't get this on Back the Less because nobody listens to them anyway. But there you go. Um, It's a bit of fun. I'm only having a bit of fun. Right. So we were talking about um, 
transfers. And I think we're going to have, I think, it, how many days we've got left? Nine, nine days left, is it, of the transfer window? I think by the time we do our show, which I believe is next Sunday, off, off the top of my head, yeah, it is next Sunday, I reckon we'll have two more in. And I reckon in the long, closing stages, we'll have another two by then. Ian, you made the point early on that you don't think a goalkeeper is that important in the grand scheme of things. What is, please? Uh, the striker position, isn't it? You know, we, yeah, we've got to give uh, uh, Edouard some some competition, some serious competition up top. Um, yeah, another fullback. Ideally, someone that could cover both sides, you know, because I think Tyrant Mitchell is an OK left back, but he needs some competition. You know, we have got Ward, Jan Kleine on the right, but both of them are ageing. Um, you know, I think midfield's fine as well. I think wide left, maybe. You know, we've lost Wilf and, you know, I'm not sure Slup's the answer. I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, you know, we know Michael Aliso's coming back now. Thank goodness for that. You know, what a great bit of business that was to keep him at the club. Um, but, you know, we do need players in other positions. And goalkeeper for me isn't necessarily one of them. But but up top is really where it's needed, um, I think. Well, well, thank you. Francis to come in as well, isn't he? Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I forget about him already, you know. And that's a bit yeah. of an interesting... Actually, Joe, I'm glad you raised that because that's an interesting one because they're giving him Will's old shirt, number 11, OK? And the, the reality is they've given him a squad number and he's only a kid, don't forget, so he actually doesn't need a squad number. He can play as uh, one of our younger kids anyway. So they're giving him number 11, but they've never seen him kick a ball in anger. But pay 19 million quid or whatever it's 20 million euros for him. He's, we're not just giving him. We, he, he's going to when he's fit. He's going to play. That's that's a blow. Uh, we can't. We aren't the kind of team that can start paying 18, 19 million pounds for a player and then not play him. Jesus, as soon as he's fit, mate, he is in. That is, is that has to be the way. He could go out on loan to Grimsby, I suppose, couldn't he? And <laughs> not loan. I mean, you you think about the, the sort of money we paid for him. You know, we paid that for for Guy Anderson. You know, it was in that ballpark, wasn't it? Sort of between yeah, 10, yeah. 10, 20 million. So I fully expect him to pay. I don't think we would spend twenty million on a player that's going to sit in the reserve side. So I think the evolution, the evolution for the left and right hand side has to be. What? what how do you pronounce it? Is it Franca? Franca, yeah. Okay, so 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 Franca out on the left. Um, Elise out on the right, and then Raksaki and, and Hamadal. I mean, they have to, they're our wide players. That's we've we've basically sorted out. Pills keep saying we need more wingers, we don't need more wingers because yeah, we've, we've you know, we've still got still got Jordan, are you? And um, you know, so so we've got five wide players to cover that can cover both sides. I mean, you know, so I think I think that our main thing is. Is the goalkeeper left back and, and forward? So for me, we I think we just need three. I'd like to see two centre forwards come in, to be honest with you, because otherwise, once once if Ian Acho comes in, um, and he'll just go, and everyone will just go, yeah, well, we don't want uh, anyone else to play, and that he needs competition, not the other way round. He will need competition, otherwise he's going to go. Well, I'm the best striker at the club. Can't really matter whether I score or not. You know, we need we need two. I think we need two. So, he's got, he's not, really not massively record. worried. I'd like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Alex McCarthy. I'd like to see McCarthy come in, to be honest with you. That'll put the Dean in some... Don't uh, go back. You said don't go back. Well, we, we were interested in him. We were interested in him. So, I'm not talking about that. If it's serious interest, I'm so, oh God. I'm talking about going back for a 35-year-old... Not for someone that's going to not to take, take the place of a kid who's just plying his trade and just broken into the first team. Can't have Andrews Townsend kicking Ragsaki out of the team. Jesus, I'd be like, you might as well get me a game goal. I'll block, I block a third of it, just stand there. <laughs> I think, I think so a left back and a striker. Yeah, left back and a striker. We, we obviously, we're obviously looking at a left back because we were looking at Lewis Hall, weren't we? But yeah. the minute yeah. Newcastle showed up, his mum and dad are from Newcastle. He was a Newcastle support as a kid. He was always going to go there. Striker, Inacho, he's played 200-plus games, 56 goals, 34 assists. You know, we should be up that, That's the sort of play we should be going for. Akpon, I was gutted. We missed out on him. He ended up going to Ajax for Middlesbrough. He scored 28 really? goals last season, I think. Can I, just you know? take, can I just take issue with something you just said there? 
Ian Atcho's stats again? He's uh, 56 goals, 34 assists. In how many in games? 200 plus games. What, all for Leicester? Well, he was at Man City as well, wasn't he? He scored against us, didn't he? Well, of course. He yeah. scored his first goal I against that. us. So. I forgot that. Um, you know. I don't know. If he's he's last year of his contract. Is he an upgrade so, on Edward? Is he that? Yeah. I think I think he is, but only just. You know, he's, there's not much in it, I don't think. You know, he, he played for a relegated side last year. You know, you've got to take all of them with a pinch of salt. You know, you know if you got relegated, you got relegated for a reason, you know. Keith Diamond we... just said in actually we're fitting well with how we play. Um, and you know what? That's probably what the downside of Edward, because Edward doesn't. Edward doesn't make space and make goal for himself. You can tell he's a finisher because he got on the end of IU's cross last week. That's where he's good. Okay, where he's not so good is running out a player, running out a centre half, okay, taking him on and then getting the shot away. That's that's not his game. And sadly, the way we play, that's what we need. Is Ian Say again, mate. He did that last year against Leeds. Did he? That awkward silence. Yeah, because I don't remember it. <laughs> you may be right. Well, we beat Leeds 5 1. Yeah, I know that. There's so many Tough goals. Cutting edge. Uh, Tom Tom Samuel said uh, Emmanuel Dennis at Forest. We've been linked with him, haven't we, as well? Of course. But wasn't he absolutely rubbish at, at Watford? He was that the yeah, guy? He was. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, a terrible attitude when he was at Watford. Everyone's rubbish when they go to Watford. Hey, Jill, you can't see the chat, Jill. <laughs> Dawn Palace, Jill, has just come up with your favourite of all time. The one you've mentioned a million times, who you'd love to have in your team. Callum Wilson. I said, I'll sit, um, me and me and me and Danny, me and Danny Sopley turned around. So when he played for Bournemouth, that we should have gone in for him two years before he left Bournemouth. He's an absolute natural goal scorer. I can't, I, I can see, I can see him coming back, coming back south with Nuka, unless he just wants to be part of a, a team that will probably eventually get into the Champions League. But he'll, I don't know whether he'll, he'll win anything. He's going to play Champions League football this season, isn't he, Callum Wilson? Yeah, of course so. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's made a glass, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah true. He's always injured. Okay, boys. Well, so the next show is, I believe, next Sunday, uh, where we will be reviewing uh, the Bees trip over to whatever is going to community stadium in Brentford. Um, and I will be back. Uh, I believe Ian won't be joining us this week. Uh, Ferg, you join us next Sunday? Uh, no, I'm in Ireland next week. That's not holiday. the right answer, then, is it? And, and of course, Jill will be with me. My wingman will be with me. We know that. So, uh, any other It's going to be a bloody lonely show if you're not here as well. Okay, any if, other business? If, if, if you're short, Nick, and I'm not drunk, then possibly. But... Do it from Ireland. Why not? Yeah. No, come on. When you're drunk, it'll be brilliant. Hey, I'm, at number one, I'm not I'm not short. I'm six foot two and built like a brick shit house. Okay. And the chance of you not being drunk are pretty remote. Okay. Um, any other business? Anything? Give me a positive, Ian, before we sign off. Positive is that we we have got some uh, talent waiting to come through in that young Franceur. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, ultimately, we're going to be fine this season, aren't we? You know, we, we, we're not going to go down. We're probably not going to get into Europe. It's going to be another one of those years of consolidation. But I'll take that all day, actually. I'm happy with that. Mark Callahan saying a drunk red and blue review will be outstanding. Jill, give me a positive. Uh, Mike, well, uh, uh, Michael at least staying there on his way back. That's yeah, the huge positive for me. Do you know what? It's the biggest signing of the summer, that is. Uh, Ferg, a positive from you? Um, I think we played, uh, probably played really well against a team who are going to be punching for Premier League title. Um so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that, I, I just think with the players coming back, I mean, don't forget we've got Hughes coming back as well, another good player. Yeah. We've got some really good players coming I'm actually, back. I'm actually really going to go with Dawn. Dawn. Dawn has just said, I'll give you a positive, Lerma. On that bombshell, oh, ladies and gentlemen, to my to the team, the Red and Blue Review crew, Nigel in the background, Lucy, we send you our love, everybody else, please stay safe. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday, live at 8 o'clock. On behalf of myself, Nick Philpott, Good night and good night from the team. Good night. Good night. Good night, boy. Cheers. <laughs>